This week on The Pour Over, Joe and Dill throw it back and revisit the first season of Master of None. They chop it up on the first two episodes, Plan B and Parents. How did Master of None age over time? Let's see what they say. Let's pour it all over. Hey friends, welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dill, and Joe. Each week we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This week, we're chatting about Master of None, the Netflix original written by Aziz Ansari and Alan Yang. It stars Aziz himself, Lena Waithe, Noel Wells, Eric Wareheim, and other cast members. First coming out in 2015, Master of None Season 1 was well-received and won a Primetime Emmy for writing on the episode Parents. The show is praised for its real take on modern romance, offbeat laughs, and undeniable heart. But before we get into that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What's up, Joe? Hey, nothing much, man. Good to be back in the studio. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, what's up with you? Not much, not much. I uh, I finally bought some coffee beans. Woo! Back on that coffee train. I just haven't had beans in so long. I mm-hmm. don't even know. That's what our pour-over show is all about, man. I know. Be, yeah, so I, I picked up some beans from Island Coffee Roasters out in Richardson, Texas. Uh, okay. A roaster that I've mentioned before on the show for sure. Yeah. yeah it's, it's an interesting one. So it's a mm. Ethiopian bean, and it was naturally processed. You oh, know, We talked about that a few okay. weeks ago, a month ago, I don't know, some time ago. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got some taste notes of sweet hazelnut aroma, strawberry, rose hip, and bright acidity. Oh. Rose hip. That's the first time I've heard of that. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like, even when you just smell it, it smell it has that, like, fermented kind of fruit smell and taste a little bit. Oh. I think really? from that natural oh, so you've process. Tried it. So like, I've only had it once, which is today. I am not sure if I like it yet. I don't mm. hate it though, so I think it'd be okay. It's just like it has that weird kind of funky smell and kind of taste that I I think I can see why people might not like the natural process. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Funky. Yeah, that's like the only word I could think of when I was brewing it. I was like drinking it. I was like, yeah, this funky though. It I don't may think be I've ever had a bad way. Mm, yeah, I mean, I like fermented things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it goes I'm, well with the coffee, but yeah. Yeah. What did you use it to brew? Or what'd you, yeah, what'd you brew it with? I just made it on my V60, like my normal kind of go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made it hot. I didn't make it over ice or anything this time. Okay. So, yeah, but I did today in the cup that I brewed, I drank it in my thermos, so I didn't, like, just Uh, drink it in a normal mug at home. So I think tomorrow I'm going to do that, see if that is any different. Although I did clean the thermos recently, as -hmm. clean as it will be from the coffee stains. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's pretty pure, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's the heat, like the thermos effect with the heat kind of... Change, changes the taste of the coffee, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it like it cools at a different rate, so I feel like that kind of affects it. So I try to keep it outside of the thermos as long as I could. I brewed it, and I was doing some other stuff before I left, 
And so I just kind of mm. left it in the Karaf. Gotcha, but, gotcha. Yeah, it's still pretty good. So we'll see. I'll try to report back as I drink more of it. I'm just happy okay. to have coffee in general, man. Good coffee, at least. Yeah, I gotta keep that brain caffeinated. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What's new in your coffee world? All right. Well, what's new with me is I visited a coffee shop in Columbus called Mission Coffee. Um, it was actually recommended to us by Johannes. Oh, shoot. So shout out to Johannes and Collective Espresso. Um, I checked out this place and picked up a Guatemala coffee. Um, a Setenango. And it's from uh, Guatemala. I think the the farm is called El Platanar, which I think I've had before. Mm. Uh, but its flavors are black tea, honey, and apricot. Nice. I, yeah. I respect that you try to pronounce. I, I, I don't even know. Is that just the name of the bean or where it's from? Like, I actually don't even know what that is. Uh... The, the the three other words outside of Guatemala. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think El Platanar is the farm, and then Asatanago or Acatanango is somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, I didn't yeah. even read that on my bean when I, when I mentioned it, because yeah, in really big text, mine says Ethiopia, but underneath uh-huh. that it says Sadamo Ardi. Sadamo Ardi? I don't know. Oh, but I'm not. Yeah, sure. I think Maybe that's, that's like the region the farm or the specific region. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I should look closer because on my bag, Acatenango or Asatenango is a city, I guess, in Guatemala. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I'm guessing yeah, the farm is El Platanar. Nice. How's the bean? Yeah. You get to try it yet? Yeah, I have not tried it. Um, I was going to try it today, but I decided to finish my my bag from Houston. The mm. um the Brazilian and I think Colombian one. Nice. Smart move. Good move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had two cups today. Did Ooh. one with the Chemex okay, and then did one with it. the with the um with the Kalita. Yeah. Feeling oh, it. okay. Mixing it up midday with a different yeah, brew yeah, method. Yeah. Look at you. You know, just had to had to do it to him. Mm-hmm. Had to do the do the uh you know the little comparison there. Also, because it was only like, because my Chemex, I usually brew a 12 ounce, but I had like a little bit left. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to do the whole thing with the Chemex. I'll just do it with my little, little wave, uh, wave filter. Nice. So you finished that bean off? I did. I did. All right. On to the new Guatemalan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anything else new um, in your coffee game? Um, not particularly, uh, pretty much just been brewing at home. I think that's how I finished my bag so quick mm. is I just been doing mostly everything at home. Um, I've been to, you know, a couple coffee shops since we last spoke. I went to mission obviously. And then before that I did pay a visit to collective espresso Nice, and got see Johannes again. I did. Yes. He was there. Yeah. Nice. We chopped it up a bit. You get you any, uh, you know, trials, some taste tests in there again? Uh, uh, no, well, no, but he did actually. He knew I was coming. Oh, and uh, yeah, he saved me uh, a bean, like an Ethiopian. Oh, like he kind of pre, yeah, got it ready for me. Nice. You, you like message him or something? 
Yeah, y'all on that level? Uh, we we on that level for sure, but uh, I won't disclose the reasons I was there. It was kind of a, it, it was a situation. Okay, I got it was you. A situation. I got you. I'll cool. just say that. Nice. Well, I'm glad <laughs> what you guys see Johannes you... again. Hope he's doing all right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What about you? Um, Not you've been to coffee shops. Um, you know my my non good coffee drinking days and weeks all kind of blur together. So I don't even know mm-hmm. if I mentioned this last week or not, but there's this day where I was at home trying to do some work and stuff. I mean, I was feeling the struggle of no caffeine and not good coffee. I like oh, tested no. this friend of mine that I was going to go see later, I think like the next day or something. Or no, I was going to see him later in the day. I was like, bro, can I, can I brew coffee at your place? Because I don't have any. Uh, <laughs> I was like so desperate. But yeah, I mean, he said, yeah, and like, by then, I, I already was, like, making some black tea because that's the only thing I had at home. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was good. Got the, got the caffeine fix. And by the time the evening rolled around, because I wasn't going to go over there for a little while. By the time that happened, I was like, I, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, but he did give me a small bag of coffee just to take home because he's like, you look like you need this more than I do. <laughs> I appreciate the that. The homie hookup. But yeah, that's wow. a, that's about it for me. I'm I'm finally just getting back into it now. Hey, better better uh better now than later. Yeah, that's true. Cool, cool. Well, hey man, um you ready to get into the discussion about Master of None? Yeah. All right, all right. So uh this time around the poor over boys are talking about Master of None, season one. Um it's kind of been a minute since the show's been out. Uh, but um, I'm going to, you know, open up the discussion. We decided to kind of throw it back a little bit. Uh, we are not late to the party. We have seen this show before, and we are just revisiting revisiting it now. Excuse me. Um, it's crazy to think this show came out like four years ago, man. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. I was like, oh, 2015? Like, dang, it been that long? Yeah. Like, are they coming out with the season three or nah? <laughs> like, mm. I, I don't even know. It's a very good Christian. Not sure, not sure. Yeah, I was uh, gonna ask you if you actually go back and rewatch shows or not. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> no, no. I think my attention span is too uh, short for that. Mm. Yeah, I, I yeah. usually don't either. So then when I went back to rewatch these episodes, I was like, this is actually kind of nice. Um, mm. uh, not, you know, just like you're familiar already, so you know what's going on. You just kind of sit back and enjoy it. But yeah, in general. Yeah. I think the only shows I rewatch are The Office and Barton Rec. Mm. So that's about it, though. Yeah, not re not a rewatch here, but I'm I'm throwing it back. I was watching Frasier for a little oh. bit a while ago, um, which that show has not aged well at all. I'll just say that <laughs> a lot of things in there are very inappropriate. Oh, but I'm it's not surprised. it's yeah, it's just funny though. It's funny. Um. Anyhow, so yeah, coming back to Master of None, uh, season one. Uh, was was very well received. Uh, it received universal acclaim. It turned Aziz into kind of this vague guy, this vague Indian guy on Parks and Rec, Tommy Haverford, mm-hmm. into this bona fide star that you know basically a lot of people knew about when this show came out. Um, and well, at least before he got accused of uh, you know that stuff with yeah. the, the Babe article. Anyhow, I'm psyched to talk about this show, and it's a personal fave of mine, but this week we are talking about Plan B and Parents, the first two episodes. 
So um, let's start with Plan B. Uh, so yeah, Plan B is kind of the intro to Dev's life. He kind of in the beginning hooks up with um, Rachel, right? Rachel's mm-hmm. her name. And they uh, they get a Plan B pill because, you know, something happened during the lovemaking scene. And then it kind of then jumps into uh, what, what life would be like if he had kids. And he goes and babysits two uh, little kids and kind of lives that life a little bit. And then in the end kind of realizes that, uh, you know, for now he's good. Like, you know, no kids for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, um, what'd you think about this first episode, man? Yeah, it was, it was funny, man. I was watching it and I was like, man, it feels good to rewatch this because, um, to me, I mean, the show is still funny. It's still good. I mean, four years in the grand scheme of things isn't that long, but nah. you know, it's still not, it's not a short amount of time. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. You know, I feel like the show and just Aziz, he has this way of making, kind of like really normal experiences kind of like show that on screen so you're like oh yeah that's like something i just do all the time you mm-hmm. know like after that condom breaks in that opening scene they kind of <laughs> like are arguing is like oh, can you get pregnant on this or not and then like yeah. they're both just Google sitting in the dark it. on their phone googling stuff they're like yeah, yeah. Just google it for peace of mind and like they're quoting these articles just they randomly saw on google that supports their their point of view i'm like this yeah is so like mundane almost and like normal but i think that's like the appeal mm-hmm. and so yeah so I, I i enjoyed um just starting the show in general again yeah yeah i would say that that first scene is like one of the most um awkwardly funny <laughs> random scenes in like tv history like when the show first came out and you were hit with that first scene, I was like, whoa, yeah. like this is simultaneously, I feel kind of weird, but also this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And then he's, he's just so, he's so good at being dev and just kind of, yeah, just being really awkward, I guess. I don't even know if there's another way to say it. Honest. I think being awkward and honest. Yeah, awkward like, and honest. Yeah. And then he's, he's talking about like the Ubers and stuff. He's like, yeah, I don't want you to think I'm stingy. Like, like <laughs> this, this don't even matter, dude. But it's just like the show spends time on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, uh, the, the, that's funny. Yeah, the, the little random awkward bits, like that kind of kind of they just throw in there that aren't really part of what's going on. Like that is some of the funniest stuff. Like when um later on when him and um Arnold are in that toy store and like. Arnold randomly goes like, oh, Lucian, that's like my lizard's name. And he got ran over by a truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Sad, funny. Uh, anyways. Yeah, so it's like those little mundane random things is what makes the show so funny. Because mm-hmm. I think that's just what normal life is like sometimes. People just say random comments like that that you really have no context for. It's like just their own kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so it just makes it Almost, it's just chill. I don't know. It's not yeah. exactly like you're hanging out with them or something, but you're. it's almost this really relatable, next-level sort of TV right. show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this one, though, you know, the, the main thing is really talking about just, like, family and relationships and that kind of thing. And I find mm-hmm. the show kind of packages a lot of, you know, like, millennial experiences. And so they kind of go through, like, how people 
their opinion is on like having kids and having families and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's real. I mean, I think a lot of our friends are entering that stage of life, whether they are planning on having kids or they have kids now. Um, like I was just at a friend's house recently and yeah, man, once your group of friends all starts having kids, it's baby crazy. <laughs> it's like, it's a whole nother world, whole nother life after that. Yeah. And like the way Dev and Arnold are like, it's, it's almost exaggerated, but not at the same time. Mm. Like their opinion. You tell. I feel like they, they don't even understand what it really means to have kids. Not, not that I do either, but they're just thinking, <laughs> they just like thinking about themselves, right? They're like, man, you know, I'm right. trying to go out and party and stuff. I can't because I got a kid. And Deb's like, I want to eat, yeah, we'll eat pasta. I can't because I got a kid. <laughs> you know, I'm just yeah. eating SpaghettiOs. It's just like, yeah, yeah. man, you, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's very interesting just to see how they kind of deal with those kind of topics. Yeah. Are, are all the guy characters on the show man babies? Uh, it seems that way. Basically, <laughs> especially Deb and Arnold. Yeah. So. I thought it was funny, too, when they're in the uh, toy store and then they're like, Deb's like, how do kids stay entertained with these things? And then, like, he starts, like, uh, shaking it or whatever. <laughs> and then Arnold's like, give me that. He's like, no, I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. And then one of the main kind of plot points, developments in the stories when they go to their friend Kyle's um kids baby party i guess is what they keep mm-hmm. calling it they kind of dev and arnold um kind of have this opposing opinions is like man is kyle actually happy is he not happy i think that's something yeah that i think people that don't have kids then see their friends with kids sometimes wonder because your life mm-hmm. totally changes right it's like all right, my friends right. that are like young couples with kids they're so busy all the time. I basically assume I will not see them. Just I might get it. Mm-hmm. It's totally valid. But you just know, mm-hmm. you're like, man, is that worth it or is it not? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this show, not to get too deep or anything, but it kind of really centers on that question, this episode, excuse me. And um, we're in Dev's shoes. So in the end of it, when he ends up talking to Kyle again and Kyle's like real kind of depressed, mm-hmm. I mean, he literally has like liquor on his table and he's like, yeah, I don't know if I could do this anymore, man. Oh yeah. We're getting a divorce. Like, it's like, Oh wow. You know, uh, from Dev's perspective, it's like, Oh, that's confirmed my, you know, ideas of what life would be like if I had kids. So let's, let's not do that. Yeah. But the show, yeah. He's, if, if that's how he really feels, he was trying to sell the whole family thing a little too hard at the party. At a party, <laughs> you could you could tell he was a little like hesitant, right? Like going back and watching it, uh-huh. you're like, he didn't seem that genuine. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this guy, you need to stop trying. Either you know, I think when you watch it initially, you just kind of chalk it up to be like, ah, this is just some guy that really loves his kid, and that's why he's feeling this way, and he's like just a bit exaggerated. But he's actually trying mm-hmm. to overcompensate. So like, right, maybe, right. Maybe that's just what people do. I don't know. Uh, and then he later, yeah, when he's talking to Dev, he's like, yeah, that's just BS you say at a party, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, dang. Telling oh, him like man. it is. L- only Shoot. later, but yeah. Now I'm like psychoanalyzing my friends I just met yesterday. <laughs> like, which one of them were telling the truth? That's right. I mean, you, oh. you got to know it's a struggle. Like, <laughs> I, I don't have kids, but it's just, 
just imagining you got to care for this other person. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, and then no. Deb gets that experience, like a really small glimpse into what that's like because he watches the two kids. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't think he has a good time. No, no. He he seemed like a pretty good babysitter in the beginning. Yeah. Like the fun guy, right? Yep. Like the fun uncle. Yeah. Yeah, it quickly goes south for him, though. It's just like the longer he spends with the kids, the more like restless they get, more rowdy. And he, I like how he has those um, like daydream fantasies. I guess mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, black know, and white. I can't be a father, and he has, and it's like this flash forward kind of thing. But then he actually experiences the kids a little bit more, and he's like, the kids are just going crazy in his fantasy mm-hmm. now. And so yeah, I think that's pretty normal. I feel like I've thought about stuff like that. You know, it's like ah, you just get this little glimpse, and you're like, oh, seems like a good thing. Maybe I can do that too. But yeah, there's so much more. Right. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say something about those kids. Yeah, I I don't think I know who those kids' parents were. Like I was kind of confused, like with the, you know, just with the different uh, white families. I was like, which <laughs> white kids do these? Are these you know <laughs> who who owns these kids? <laughs> Anyways, um, and and when the kids were like asking for vanilla and dancing, yeah. I was like, that's like really what a kid would do. Oh yeah, like because I work in elementary, I'm like. Kids totally do that. They just, they're just so free spirited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Dev is, is like we already said, he's just kind of like a big kid with them, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I want to try. You know what is it like? Strawberry cheesecake or something? Strawberry cheesecake. They're like, we all gotta get vanilla, and he's like, ah, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any other fun bits on this uh, first episode that you liked? Yeah, I, I thought how they ended the episode was so funny when they. You know, Dev finally gets the kids back with their mom, and like, I guess the kid's uncle or whatever brings those parm sandwiches. And they're yeah. about to eat them. They're like, yeah, so excited. And the kids bring these, you know, it's, it's, it's a ketchup nice kid thing to something. do. But it's like a PBJ or something with ketchup and like weird stuff all over it, you know, like kids do. And like, but it's, it's endearing. And the mom's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to eat this, you know, because it's her kids. And they draw. They, they give Dev a sandwich too. They draw him a picture. And I like his little comment. He's like, oh, a little racist, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just like pauses. You're like, what's he going to do? Because at that point, you don't really know. You assume like the right thing mm-hmm. to do is to at least pretend to eat the kid's sandwich. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, this looks disgusting. I'm going to eat the parm sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> just like, dang. Yeah. And, and then he goes in on the mom's one. so well. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I love about this show, too, is, like, it takes the most unpredictable turns and, that, and then, like, leans into it and, like, makes it even more ridiculous. Yep, yep. And just with Aziz's acting, it just kind of pushes it even further, so. Yeah, it's, it's a solid first episode, I think, all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we look at episode two. Oh, yeah. uh called parents and this is the one that actually won the um the uh the <clears throat> the academy award did i say academy award no primetime emmy um for forced writing and um and yeah this one explores basically 
uh, Dev's relationship with his dad and Brian with his, and then it kind of shows like little vignettes of their their childhood, and uh, and they come together, they have dinner, and they just kind of learn like their parents have some pretty cool stories to tell. So, um, man, what'd you think about this episode? Man, this episode is like all the feels, man. Oh, it's, it's, it's good. In Do pray so tell. many ways. I don't even know. Like, I forgot that this episode was so early in the season. Like, because mm, this definitely same. is probably the standout episode, just in my memory. Like, they, the rest of the show, they kind of all blend together. I generally remember what happens, but I like, remember this parents' episode was like the one. Mm-hmm. I just thought it came a little bit later, but yeah, man, yeah. you know, may, maybe particularly because we can identify with it as, you know, our parents are immigrants as well. And just mm-hmm. kind of feeling like I've done all of this myself, you know, like what Aziz and Brian do is how they like don't know their parents and all that. I'm like, yeah, that basically hits right. it on the head for me. So yeah, this, this is a good episode. It's funny, but also makes you think. Yeah. Yeah. I resonated with the helping my dad with the internet <laughs> stuff. So much. Yeah, what what would you think about this episode? Uh yeah, it was actually not one of my favorites. Oh, this really? Season. Yes. Um yeah, I think there were some very uh kind of uh profound and relatable mm-hmm. and funny bits. But overall, I would say I actually think I like Plan B better mm. in in this grouping. Okay, okay. Uh, why 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 is yeah. that? Yeah. I think because it feels a little bit disjointed mm. when they kind of chop it up with the different um, flashbacks and stuff. Um, and I don't know. I feel like it would have been better if they went deeper in with one dynamic, mm. like Brian and his dad or Dev and his dad. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I can see that. I would yeah. agree. Like, especially Brian's side, I feel like is a little like glossed over a bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, says a bunch of stuff and they yeah just have these like kind of short interactions like one liner is just about the relationship and they don't really get into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I see I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I think it would be better if if this was later in the season mm-hmm. and they had one kind of dyad there and like really leaned into it. Mm-hmm. I think that would have made it a lot more um just affecting for me. But overall, yeah, this episode was very relatable. Um, uh, yeah, you know, Brian and his dad, you know, obviously because we're both East Asian, mm-hmm. uh, was was very uh, kind of familiar. Um, did you did your parents or did you ever have animals in your backyard growing up? Mm, we had rabbits at one point in time. Oh wow! Yeah, and did y'all, I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I identify in some ways, but um, oh sure, yeah. So we growing up, we just, there were just these rabbits that run around our neighborhood, and after uh-huh. a long time trying, like a week or two or something, we we I, me and my friends would try to catch the rabbits. We eventually mm-hmm. were able to. We we like cornered oh. the rabbit and like got a cardboard box and like put it over it. It's probably like traumatizing, like totally to the rabbit. Now that I'm thinking about uh-huh. it. Uh huh. But anyways, we uh yeah, we caught these rabbits and the rabbits became my pets. Oh, but okay. then like all the time though, my dad and my uncle, my uncle lived next to us, they always kinda joke, be like, So uh when can we make soup out of your rabbits? 
Like all the time. Dude, I actually thought you said your parents were going to eat it. Like they actually did. I mean, low key, I'm not sure. Because so like, <laughs> so I, I lived in Utah, right? And the winters are super uh-huh. cold. And we kept the rabbits in a cage outside. Just my my parents oh. didn't want it in the house or whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, my, my dad and my uncle would make those jokes all the time. And then like winter was coming. They're like, oh, we're going to have to let them go. We're going to have to release them. And then like, I come back from school one day and the cage is empty. And I'm like, where where are my rabbits no. at though? And they're like, ah, we, we released them for you because, you know, we talked about it. Like it's winter and all that stuff. And to this day, I'm like, did they low key mm. eat my rabbits while I was at school? <laughs> oh, shoot. I, I don't know. And did you have Could've like, been. did you have, yeah, did you have like chick, quote unquote chicken soup that <laughs> night? <laughs> I don't remember. I, I think that'd be too, too obvious. So maybe oh, I, okay. I, just, I don't think they did it, but at the same time, I, part of me is like, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not like in the episode where I, where I, you know, had to go like kill them myself or whatever. You know, you got Shao right, G in right. there. Little Shao chicken. G. I'm like, oh, yes, sir. That's a that's a sad, sad story. But I also I feel like that's a story that a lot of Asian parents would tell. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, I feel like that's just very probably normal back in the day. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Did you have any animals or anything like that? No comment. Oh, rip! I don't want to say anything that will. Make people think twice. <laughs> I got you. I got you. No, no, no. We had a dog, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we 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 raised it and then we um we gave it away. Ah, there you go. That's okay. That's good. That's good. Nice. But yeah, I mean, as a whole, I think this episode maybe just brings up a lot of things that are relatable, and that's kind of its strength. And then mm-hmm. I can see what you're saying in terms of, I think, overall, like, narrative, all those types of things. It's, like, trying to do a lot. And so it's, like, yeah. pretty hard, especially within a comedy show, to achieve a lot of these things. So they're kind of just, like, drop them throughout. Kind of like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. how, how the kids don't want to hang out with the parents. The parents, uh, they got all these stories of struggling as immigrants, but then they don't really talk about it. And just kind of, like, place them all there. Right. But I think this is one of those things that we don't usually see in TV shows. We don't really see this on like a big screen in some mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why the reaction was very positive, I think, because you right. still feel it because maybe the the narrative isn't necessarily making you feel those emotions, but like your own experiences. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's a distinct... Um kind of ethnic lens that it, mm. that it comes from um uh, because it is the immigrant story yep. you know and i think that itself is something very beautiful to show on tv mm-hmm. yeah i mean, i like how they, you know they still keep it light they still keep it funny cuz you know Aziz is asking Brian about his dad and stuff and his stories and he's like yeah he was he was poor it was difficult he came to america for a better life. And yeah, that was it. <laughs> I was like, isn't that every immigrant story? <laughs> like, yeah. Aziz just says the thing that's that's like on your mind. So I feel like they still, they're, yeah. they're like self-aware. It's kind of in some sense still. Right, right. Yeah. 
that's basically, I think, what my dad would say, too. Like, I don't think my parents have ever been good storytellers of their past. Mm. Like, they maybe they just don't dwell on it, or they really... I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're not they're not sharing. But when they tell me, like when we have conversations over dinner, they never share the kind of these stories of uh, having a chicken in the backyard and chopping his mm-hmm. head off to make some like Hainan chicken rice. Like they've, I, I'm pretty sure they've experienced stuff like this. But yeah, I think this show also explores how you have to be intentional with seeking mm-hmm. out these conversations and learning about kind of your your history, where you come from. Uh, especially when we see, you know, Dev's parents and Brian's parents together eating at that Szechuan mm. uh, Chinese place, which I think Dev's dad is so funny. Like <laughs> he's hilarious. He's so funny man. in this, this show. Is his actual dad. Yeah, this right, right. His actual dad. <laughs> that's life. his actual mom I, I think too. That's so good. Yeah, I, I don't think it's his mom though, right? If I remember, is it? I thought that was his mom. Is it? I don't remember. I know the dad is definitely, I just can't remember if his mom was or not. But, you know, their acting is not good, but it just kind of like adds to their character because they are that character in real life. Right. So, right, right. Yeah. So I, I like, I like that. Um, yeah. And it's so interesting. You're saying like, you know, we got to be intentional and all that stuff. And like, like they're, they're even aware of that too. Cause Brian is like, because their parents are like texting each other in this group chat and stuff. They're like, oh, let's mm-hmm. go eat again. Um, and also, <laughs> I love how Dev's dad just continually wants to eat Chinese food, even though his wife hates <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, I don't like Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> That's so like, but yeah, it, totally miscommunication that would happen. But yeah, but they're yeah. like texting, and Brian's like, oh, I'm not trying to have a serious relationship with my dad. I just want to go to dinner. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I don't right. think you can do that, man. That's not how it works. <laughs> but but also, oh, I think that's like man. how we think about it sometimes. If parents are trying to hang out with us for some reason, like just on the regular, I think some, some mm-hmm. people would be like, like, what's, what's wrong? Or this isn't natural kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, man. So that was parents. Um, did you uh, have any other funny bits that you like from this episode? Hmm. I think just not, not as much of a funny thing, but one that I like identified with too. They're talking his dev's dad that worked in a zipper factory or something. Mm-hmm. And like just when when they're talking about factories, you know, in, in Asia that the parents are working at, that like is exactly like my mom's family side of the story. Like all, oh, my wow. mom's whole side of the family, they, they all worked in this watch factory. I just remember, mm. like, my mom talking about it when I was growing up or, like, just kind of briefly mentioning it that that was a thing they did. And I just kind of yeah. took it, like, okay, yeah. And then when they brought it up in the show, I was like, oh, shoot, like, that's also real, too, you know, for, for mm-hmm. my mom's side of the family in China working mm. in a watch factory. And it's like, hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that just a lot of things that are relatable. So I, I like this episode. Um yeah, was there other things that kind of stuck out to you that are funny, they're relatable, or just things you liked about this parents episode? Yeah. Um, well, I guess um, just a couple things. Uh, I think Toku's dad, or Toku, uh, Brian's dad, I think he might be like uh, Malaysian or Cantonese. His Mandarin mm-hmm. was kind of different. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. To me, it sounded a little different. Um. And 
Yeah, I, I've never seen that chicken rice dish before in Taiwan. So uh, <laughs> I, I might have to fact check that a little bit. Yeah, and call out Aziz on that. <laughs> you wrong though. <laughs> Um, I, I kind of going back to the first episode and this one, I feel like the, the right, the acting is kind of robotic sometimes, like the delivery can be kind of deadpan, um, which with how good the writing is, it is, it kind of offsets it. Like it just kind of, it doesn't matter. Cause like the jokes are so good and like the, the conversations are so good that you don't really kind of get distracted by sometimes how awkward the delivery is. Especially Brian's character. Like, I feel like Brian's character, his lines are are given, are delivered in such a kind of a matter-of-fact tone that yeah. I'm like... like, all his conversations are just like these side comments or something. I don't know. I feel like he's not really having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just like his dad, you know? Oh, true, true. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I would assume that'd be on purpose, but in some ways, yeah, I mean, that's like what his dad is like, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the second thing is, like, the characters on this show don't really react to each other. It's like mm. their conversations are almost like um, just statements after one another. And, mm. like, you know, a character would crack a joke, and we're laughing, but the other characters in the show are just, like, going on with the conversation. Mm. So, I mean, that kind of goes back to sometimes the dialogue feeling a little robotic. But I think the more you watch this show, the more you just kind of live with it. and. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, the writing is so good that I guess you just don't get bothered by it. Yeah. I don't know if you felt that way. I, I can see it being difficult. Like, I don't know how you would just in- incorporate authentic laughter, I guess. And also, I think it would take too long. Mm, like, yeah. they would just be laughing all the time, right? <laughs> and so, I do they laugh? Like, that's why they they have, like, laugh tracks in, in true, some shows and stuff, true, I think. True, true, Because I think it, it even though in real life, you know, people made those jokes, they would laugh, but then they would just kind of take away from the show aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. I, I never, I didn't really think or process that. Cause I think I'm just like assuming they're not going to laugh. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting though. Yeah. I usually don't notice it on shows, but I think cause how, I mean, just how mundane the show can be sometimes. Yeah. I just noticed it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. Any uh, last comments from you? No, I mean I'm I'm looking forward to rewatching the series. I think and being able to go back and talk about it now too. I think, um, I mean I remember really liking the show, but then so much time has passed. So we'll see like what are the specific things, and I think it is a good question at the top, like how does how well does it age? And yeah, so I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the series. Me too. Yeah, cool, cool. Well. Just to end our pod like we usually do, uh, you know, we're going to end by asking each other what's making us happy this week. So, Joe, what's making you happy? What's making me happy is kind of what I brought up a little bit during our discussion. Uh, One of my good friends who lives nearby had a little backyard party, and he and his wife recently had a child. Hmm. And... um. Three other couples at this party also had kids there. Oh, all, baby mania. Yes. All born within, I think, a couple months. So oh, wow. Really small babies. 
Um, and that was, uh, yeah, very heartwarming to see and be a part of definitely baby mania. Like what you're saying, <laughs> um, kind of sidebars, like what do you do at a party like that when either you, you don't have kids or you don't want kids? It's, it's kind of awkward. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> is that weird? You know, it's a little weird. Uh, uh, I'm not going to get into it too much, but like, yeah, I think some people, uh, really yuck it up. Uh, and sometimes like, I'm like, if I do this, am I not authentic to myself? Mm. But, uh, anyhow, it's a good time. Uh, you just, you love how much they love their kids and it's yeah. just kind of heartwarming to see, like, you know, my friend would be outside hanging with us, but if his baby's sleeping, he would be looking at his little baby monitor, like, the whole time mm. and then like you know even the little thing littlest things the babies do like the parents just go crazy for like it's like <laughs> oh you like you like turned over he turned over oh my god yeah yes <laughs> you know <laughs> everything's yeah, a celebration that way about pets too like low-key like mm. a pet sits and then like people get so happy and hype yes, on it exactly like, you the best animal ever <laughs> i'm like yeah but they just sat though <laughs> I do that. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what's making me happy this week. What about you, man? Yeah, for me, I think first thing that comes to mind this past week, I finally turned in my research paper for my Ooh. summer class. Burr, 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 so it's kind of like this big research paper I got to write uh, for for my degree, all that, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't really start working on it until last week. Um, mm-hmm. or I didn't start the writing process, you know, I do the research and stuff. Oh, okay. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's due. And so, yeah, just finishing it, man, it's good. I like being done with stuff, you know, at the end of every semester, when you turn in that final paper, whatever exam, you just get the sense of like relief. Yes, sir. Like, yeah. And then one week later, I'll start it all over again. So, cause the school year starts in about a week. Woo. So, but yeah, I mean, even looking ahead then, this is my last year in school for grad school. So wow. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It makes like, you know, looking at him, like everything's fine. Like, you know, I've been here for so long already. I'm going to finish soon. Everything's positive. Then on the flip side, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to graduate. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> so, right. It's a little, little bit of both. Um, right. But yeah. So I'm, I'm either way. Right now, glad to be done with that paper and just chill for at least a little bit. Yes, sir. Live it up, man. It'll be up. Cool. Well, glad we could start talking about this new series. Really looking forward to it. Um, but until next time, this is the outro right here. Yes, sir. Hit this em. was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on SoundCloud.com slash KidMajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Oh, peace. <laughs> oh, man, I'm tired. Okay. Season one begun.